The moon was full. I was out for a walk when a sudden tortured howl wrenched me out of my reverie. When I awoke in my hospital bed, they said I'd been mauled by a wild dog. But that was no ordinary dog. Now, I am a werewolf. And this is Pseudophiles. I remember. <laughs> cut off immediately. Before the night is through. I want to do bad things with you. The end. The end. Game over. Anyway, we're talking werewolves. Werewolves. Werewolf. I was about to try to we're howl weird. into the microphone, and then I realized I didn't want to do that. <laughs> Or, as they say in the uh, the werewolf, the the one that we, <laughs> werewolf in London or whatever, American werewolf in London, werewolves, werewolves, or yeah. in the nineteen ninety six movie Werewolf that was spoofed by MST three K or Mystery Science. If you're not a nerd, uh, werewolf, werewolf. I got sniffles. We always start off with the... Oh God, you have sniffles again? Yeah, I can't help it. It was so hard to okay, edit around gonna, your sniffles. <laughs> I'm going to fight through the sniffles. But thankfully, you don't have the same microphone this time, so... That's true. This should be easier. I downgraded for quality. <laughs> <laughs> that quality consistency. But have any of you guys, like ever enjoyed the werewolf lore in pop culture has that been something that interested you to be you? completely and totally honest no <laughs> not at all not not usually like whenever werewolves are introduced I'm, I'm like all right here we go is it because it's just like all right we've been over this yeah. like this is such tired like territory yeah. there's nothing interesting here yeah i i totally agree with you like I've seen interesting interpretations of vampires, but mm-hmm. werewolves are almost always basically the same thing. Exactly. I mean, you got your Twilight interpretation where, you know, they have to make every mystical creature somehow sexy. <laughs> and then you got, like, all of, like, the teenage werewolf stuff that is on TV. I don't even, I don't know what it is. There's... There is a Teen Wolf TV show yeah. on MTV, or there was for oh, a while. I yeah, I never See, when you said that. Teen Wolf, that's what I thought you were talking about No, first. Uh, uh, I was talking about the Michael J. Fox movie. Okay. Where he yeah, the 1985. Wins yeah. basketball. <laughs> it's terrible. He, I, that's like the only scene I remember, because I refused to watch the movie. But it's like he uh, wolfs out like on the basketball court, and everyone is just like, all the girls are freaking out, and... Uh, it's just really bad. And the ref doesn't call anything. It's really bad. Is and he's there, like dunking it because he's a werewolf and he's cool. Is now. there no call for lycany? Does, does it? Yeah, do the thing that doesn't like Airbud, where it's like, hey, you can't have a dog play basketball, <laughs> and then the ref is like, hey, it doesn't say anything in the rule box. <laughs> rule box. <laughs> the rule book about a dog playing basketball. So sit down. Yeah, that was always that happened in every Airbud movie, which. 
was like what yeah. this, this stupid ass ref that <laughs> right. couldn't call a game because there was a dog on the field <laughs> did i ever tell you guys that i met the met i met airbud which what? one Are there, aren't there multiple airbuds i met the original airbud oh Hmm. Did, did I you, tell you that? Did you pet it? Was it dead already? I didn't. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just stuffed in a museum. <laughs> no, uh, like ra- rowdy down. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was a dog in because uh, I grew up in Missouri and we went to a garage sale in one of the nicer neighborhoods and apparently the the people there owned Airbud and so to draw attention they, like the lab was out there and they're like throwing up the basketball and it was hitting it into the into the hoop and like mm-hmm. it was cool everybody was like clapping for it so i'm an air bud cool. yeah the dog is dead now but yeah, it's a shame mm. i thought he lived forever he is air bud well now we have air buds and oh all of them gosh. are probably dead too yeah. but is that like the dog the meets puppies, puppies yeah. perk and fallout three exactly no <laughs> I never used that perk because I would always just reload a save if dog meat died. Wait, what? What but is that? Dog meat what's, always comes back. What's dog meat? So if it dies, no, your companions die in Fallout Three. Oh, in Fallout Three, they like legit die. Yeah, that's right. Which I You're thought right. was right. dumb. So like, I thought it was better in New Vegas when they just I think it's got knocked unconscious. Yeah, I mean, I because that could it would like you would have to reload a save from potentially hours previous if you're too dumb to remember to but save one thing periodically I, one thing i loved though at the same time was being able to kill almost every npc <laughs> whereas in fallout 4 you cannot i don't know i don't like the idea of blocking out quests potentially and, well that's and your own damn screwing fault. up the whole or game in fallout terms your own damn vault I, <laughs> again we're done <laughs> there used to be an earlier bethesda games like elder scrolls mm-hmm. 3 i think oblivion that's Morrowind, that's isn't Morrowind. it? Yeah, that's yeah, Morrowind. Right. Where because in Oblivion there would have certain characters that could not die; they would just be knocked unconscious. Mm-hmm. But in three, somebody could die, and then you would get a notification on your screen that was like, "Someone who is important to this quest has died. Continue at your own risk." Basically, which wow. was interesting, like that you could kill important people that are necessary yeah. to complete quests or whatever. I, I have like another that, question. Though. Do you think that we could go one episode without talking about Fallout? No, somehow? we cannot. We cannot. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's my vault. God, you can't it. rehash a joke that's just been made, Sydney. I honestly Was this don't. amateur hour? I don't mind. I do like <laughs> Fallout. I do too. I do too. Um, but werewolves. Period. <laughs> are there any werewolves in Fallout? I don't think there are. I feel Wait, like I would know. I can think of. No, but there is in Elder Scrolls. Uh, yeah, there are. A mythology uh, that has a... What, what do they call it? They have a certain word for it. So, Lycan? Uh, no. Although that would make sense because that's what a lot of the... Uh, you know, that's what they call it in Underworld. They mm-hmm. call it Lycans and like. I think that's what they originally were called. Which is named after... A Latin, I think one of the earliest representations of it was uh, somebody named Lycanthropa or something. Well, Lycanthrop. Lycanthrop. Yeah. And that's where that comes from. That's where that, that Latin expression for that is. Yeah, because lichen means human. Oh, no, thro- I can't remember. It's one of the one means wolf, the other one means human. Throp would mean human, like anthropology yeah, or. Yeah, yeah. 
and whenever you say werewolf, were means human or mm-hmm. man, and then mm-hmm. wolf. That's what the combination is. Mm-hmm. But in uh, like, holy crap, that transition scene in uh, the transformation yeah. scene in American Werewolf. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I had I had never watched the movie before tonight, but that was one like Torrance was saying that is extremely famous. Like I remember watching. There was probably some Halloween special that I was watching on like mm-hmm. most shocking scenes in That's movie literally history what or I was something of, yeah. or like horror movie history. Mm-hmm. So I had seen clips of that scene. Like I was saying when we were watching that, I mean the movie came out in 81. I I thought that a lot of the effects were great, mm-hmm. especially for the time. Oh, extremely. And yeah. I was trying to put myself in the position of the audience in 1981. I mean, people hadn't really seen a whole lot of things like that. I mean, that yeah. was right when, like, Alien had come out in 79, Evil Dead was, like, 80. So they were kind of just starting this horror movie resurgence. Uh, the genre was definitely making a comeback in, like, a big way. So I can imagine being in the audience and just probably everyone was freaking out during that scene. That's yeah. It's right in that golden era, I think, where we had really perfected practical effects mm-hmm. before we started getting into those cheesy-ass like CGI effects. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all they had to work with was practical on-screen stuff. There's a lot of stuff leading up to it that was really interesting and really good. And mm-hmm. this, I feel like, wasn't the best, but you have to give a lot of credit to the editing of it, like the way that it cuts between shots. But the way that that guy that painful transformation that the guy goes through mm-hmm. from being a human to a werewolf was really effective because yeah i had also like you're saying you you saw that like in a halloween special i know for a fact that i saw it on like an mtv like top 10 scariest moments mm-hmm. of whatever or vh1 or something mm-hmm. i remember that being featured and so that's why i was aware of it and then watching it tonight I would not have ever expected that to be so effective as it was, but yeah. it really did. Yeah. It, it was very impressive. Yeah, it was a really yeah. well-directed movie. I mean, the slow build. It's uh, a very slow build. And it, but it was the payoff is totally worth it. It's a, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Writing, some of the writing was questionable to me. Some of the, <laughs> like the, the nurse lady, like what's her oh, deal? Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> stupid-ass choices. Yeah, that I mean. but the 80s is probably my favorite decade for movies and it's like you're saying it's like in that sweet spot between the perfected almost uh practical effects and right when special effects were becoming a thing like james cameron was doing his thing with like t2 and like the abyss and stuff like that and he was kind of directors were just starting to utilize cgi like i think it i think cgi even looked better back then I just think that the things they did with it, at least like in T2... Well, because they used it sparingly. Yeah, right? yeah. Was, but there were still a lot of practical effects and real things that were uh, that they were utilizing. So I think that's probably my favorite like decade or 15 years of movies. I yeah. mean, t- today, like, yeah, we, we have computer graphic effects that are leaps and bounds beyond what it was 20 years ago, but... I still think practical effects always looks better. They oh, do. Yeah. Always does. Just depending, I think. CGI so. is way overused, in my opinion. Well, good CGI is just way too expensive, and then you get stuff like early 2000s, late 90s CGI that was just really shitty. Oh, where yeah. it looks like a PlayStation 1 cutscene? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or like, uh, like... Mummy Returns. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> or like early 2000s Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh... Or the first like few seasons of Supernatural, which... 
There is, ben, yeah. you're oh, actually yeah. starting yes. to binge on now. Yes. I love going back through and seeing all that crap effects from those. I know. It, I mean, it kind of, it's almost nostalgic for me at this point. Yeah, the first season, definitely, the, the effects are really cheesy. Pretty terrible. I've, I got through it, though. It's still good. I used to shit on Supernatural, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, you had to watch it at some mm-hmm, point just mm-hmm. to do this podcast with me. Because Basically, <laughs> to get that, the references. That and Fallout are the two things I bring up most often. <laughs> uh, Supernatural is a good touchstone for mm-hmm. today's audience, probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's been on for 12 seasons, and they've covered... 13th now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. nah, I don't know if the 13th has God, started. There's people, people, that people. were <laughs> born... Whenever Supernatural started, and they're now 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And they're, like, fans of Supernatural. Like, I'll <laughs> actually see those people on Tumblr. Yeah. Because I'll get in a masochistic mood every now and then and look at Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, uh, yeah, there are people that, like, I guess I follow some fan uh, thing of for Supernatural. Uh, it's, like, an anonymous thing where you mm-hmm. can, like, send this person these people a message and they'll post your message oh, right, on right. like a picture or whatever yeah and uh but yeah there are people like every now and then you'll see like i was born after supernatural was oh born, my but god. i'm a huge oh fan and i'm just like oh my god what That's are you crazy. doing on the internet get off <laughs> get off it's <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> moving on um no, but there are werewolves in supernatural and i think they're different than the most renditions like in the way they look, they well, look. They don't look the same. As- okay, I was going to bring up. So I was talking about this with Sydney. I was talking. By, by the way, I think the whole reason we're doing this episode, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to my friend Graham, who's probably not listening to this, and he probably never will. But he <laughs> he did say whenever I was talking to him about our podcast, he w- he suggested werewolves, and he gave me some really good information on it, and that's okay. why I suggested it for this episode. One thing that he brought up that caused me to think about something is that, and we can debate this, I feel like in movies, werewolves are usually the good guy. This movie that we just watched being the exception, kind of, or not the exception, it's not that he wasn't a good guy, it was that he was cursed. Mm -hmm. In movies, a werewolf, or being a werewolf, is not a curse. In TV shows, being a werewolf is a curse. Okay, okay. I say that because... I'm trying to find an exception. In movies... Well, I already found an exception. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Sydney. I'm just saying... Just, like, okay. <laughs> by by and large, in movies, uh, the being a werewolf is, like, basically having a superpower. In TV shows, you either find a cure for your lycanthropy or you're dead by the end of the episode because it's a curse and you can't stop it. Definitely true in Supernatural. Yeah. Okay, so you got to that episode. <laughs> well, uh, to the point that you've watched. All right, guys, this is not the Supernatural podcast. <laughs> it should be. We should oh, do it. Oh, shut one. up. <laughs> but I was going to... S- I've already... Sure, go ahead. Um, I was going to say the that Cursed, the movie, is a werewolf movie where there's an exception because um, it's definitely... Uh, not a good thing to be a werewolf in that movie. Mm. Um, that was with Christina Ricci, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Judy Greer. And I remembered seeing that probably 12, 13 years ago. And even back then, I thought it was a terrible movie. But it was, I think they were trying to do the horror comedy thing that American mm-hmm. Werewolf did. Yeah. And it just failed pretty epically. I, 
I do have a question. Do you really think that that was a horror comedy, the American Werewolf? Yeah, it had a lot of comedic elements. It did. I think they were trying to be funny with like the the dead friend. And the timing of a lot of like where a lot of the scenes would just cut off abruptly mm-hmm. or I think it was definitely I definitely think it had a comedic element. I mean, I mm. laughed several times. Yeah, when genuinely. He woke, when he woke up naked with the wolves, you know. I totally yeah. believe that it had comedic elements, but I don't know if you could put that in the realm of horror comedy though. I feel like it was still straight up horror. I don't uh, think it was straight up horror. But I mean, most there's a lot of straight up horror I movies. I would put that, that in the realm of Evil Dead. But it wasn't campy. I mean, okay, so here's my argument. There's like campy horror, which I like Evil Dead, like it has its own like it's so over the top and crazy. Mm-hmm. Then there's also like a lot of horror movies that have comedic relief, which I feel like this movie had, but I wouldn't put I don't think there was enough of it there to but, put it in the realm of horror comedy. I didn't even think there was much suspense or horror really in that movie. There were some horror concepts. Are you looking up the IMDb what it's classified? I'm betting as? it's in the <laughs> horror comedy genre. <laughs> and I'll I'll be fine if that's what they call it. I just didn't feel like it, you could call it. <clears throat> not to take anything away from it because I felt like the comedic elements really added to it, but I don't think I would ever classify it as like a horror comedy. Because it matters so much, this argument right now. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I really derailed things. No, you're okay. It's actually under comedy in really? IMDb. Just straight really? up comedy? And horror comedy on uh, Wikipedia. Oh, wow. Interesting. So uh, werewol- what's, what was your uh, touchdown for werewolves before research for this podcast? Or, like, your reference point. Like, when you think of werewolves, which werewolf do you think of? This this is dumb. I'm pretty sure the first time I became aware of a werewolf yeah. was because of Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That would probably have been the first werewolf I probably had seen in, like, and Obviously, TV. it wasn't, like, and if it weren't, if it weren't, if it wasn't Scooby-Doo, it would have been any number of other children's uh, TV shows I watched, because... That's such a common thing. Like a werewolf, I'm sure, would come up in any Halloween episode of any cartoon I would have watched as a kid. I think one of the first werewolf movies I watched on purpose was probably Cursed. You were talking about that earlier, and I've never seen that. It's a terrible movie. (laughs) We need to watch it, Yeah, I would actually like to watch it again, even for a bad movie night. But actually, the problem is that they were trying to be comedic with it, I think, Mm -hmm. from what I remember, so it might not be a good candidate for bad movie night yeah uh, something that's trying to be funny and doesn't succeed is not it's something just that's cringy oh my god this is what i was forgetting about wolf just wolf that was jack nicholson and michelle pfeiffer oh. oh yeah i actually owned that movie for a long time there's a it's really a, a creepy movie mostly because james spader is in it and he's just a creepy dude <laughs> he is <laughs> Um, but there's and like he's not even the one that's turning into a werewolf. Right? Well, um, Jack oh. Nicholson gets bit by a werewolf. He ends up like going out at night and murdering his ex-wife, but he doesn't remember it. But Wolf is it's yeah, it's also a terrible movie. Let's see what happens in it. Uh, yeah, he kills his wife. He gets together with Michelle Pfeiffer, who's like twenty five, thirty years younger than him. So it's already kind of gross. Um, and then James Spader gets all rapey and he turns into a wolf and then there's a big showdown between James Spader and Jack Nicholson uh, because that's what audiences have always wanted to see, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I always think of, too, 
Dog is, uh, soldiers. Holy crap, guys. We know the people who directed that. What? Isn't that the Alan no. film? No. No. No, no, no. No, that's... I know what you're talking about. Isn't it called Dog Soldiers? No, but I think it's really similar to that. I mean, director is Neil, Neil Marshall. I, I know what you're talking about, though. That's why they have that prop in their studio. David E. Allen, produced by... Yeah. Yeah, that's the prop. I've touched that thing. Yeah, I knew that was it. All but right. yeah, so we we know the family that produced Dog Soldiers. Yeah, and they also uh, very nicely gave me a scholarship to go to JBU. And the prop from Dog Soldiers is in our hometown. Whenever I think of like the most recent version of Werewolf that comes immediately to mind, it's Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban. Cause oh, you know, that, Lupin. Yeah, Lupin. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, I'm getting get confused. Sirius Black wasn't... He was not a werewolf. He was a... The, he could transform into a wolf. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because all, all the, his friends like took that like animus yeah, spell so that they could all turn into animals. Yeah, I can't remember what that's called. But they're like shapeshifters. They can change. So, right. Yeah, they did that so that they could hang out with Lupin while he was a werewolf. Very sweet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And had Gary Oldman there as yeah. Sirius Black, one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what immediately comes to mind usually. So Torrance, you did a little bit of research into the history of werewolves. What did you learn? Yeah, um, so it is one of those things that with something as big as werewolves, it sort of has the same properties that vampires do when it comes to culture, in which it's shared by a lot of cultures, a lot of cultures that really have no yeah. interaction. So that's what's always fascinating me about like dragons, too. Like just There's a lot of cross-culture yeah. that they don't really have a bridge that connects the, two, the dots. It just kind of pops up. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like, And they're going to have different iterations they're going to be they're going to vary from culture to culture but they will still have some of the same basic rules Mm -hmm. so one thing that caused a lot of the uh, werewolf lore and mythology that surrounded it is one thing that i wanted to research whenever i was talking about this is world mythology where there's a lot of common stories throughout different cultures about if not wolves, uh, just humans turning into other animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, that happens a lot. That's pretty universal. That's pretty cross-cultural. One thing that kind of solidified the werewolf phenomenon, though, was... Phenomenon. <laughs> Muppets. Uh is Christianity and its sort of global march across the the world where they, I mean, I think we're all familiar with, like, you know, Christians. I don't know you, anything about that. You don't know them? <laughs> Usurping, like, pagan ideology to fit a Christian idea that already existed. Mm-hmm. So we're familiar with, like... Christmas. Christmas, yeah. You know... Mm-hmm. usurping this yuletide thing and turning it into jesus's birthday and trying to appease natives i guess anyway so that happened a lot um there was a lot of uh christianity seeing this sort of thing where they had this belief that specifically like warrior tribes like mm-hmm. they had this like mythology about like you know you turn to a wolf and like you become a great hunter or whatever and 
Christianity is saying like, oh, no, that's bad. Like, mm-hmm. that's a bad thing. We're going to make that bad now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to persecute you for it. So, and then that got wrapped up in a lot of the witch trials that would happen in the mm-hmm. 1500s and uh, became a big deal. Yeah. And if if not, one of the things that was conflated with a little bit was like, there's turning into a wolf. There's also the idea of a wolf charmer. Mm-hmm. There's the idea of like being a wolf speaker. Like people that have this communication with wolves, which wolves were like a big predatory animal. Mm-hmm. Like You can dance with them. <laughs> If you're Kevin Costner. <laughs> I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is just to say a stupid joke just for Torrance's reaction. Because he <laughs> hates that he laughs at it and it makes me feel good inside. Yeah, so like wolves just like within pretty much any culture is going to be sort of in the same way that a lion or a tiger or a bear. What about, oh what about a liger <laughs> or a tigon? <laughs> All right, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> They're a you know a symbol of like uh, strength and uh, mm-hmm. hunting and and whatever. So like they're also almost like mystical creatures to us. Like they are creatures of the night. They hunt exactly. and it's almost uh, a romantic idea. Uh, yeah. To for for my idea of why it's so popular is yeah because there is kind of a romance behind it. You know, and almost every wolf movie has some sort of a romance where. Mm-hmm. Or vampire or any mythical creature, there's always romance involved, and it's almost always not necessarily sexy, but... But it's usually like the concept of forbidden love. Yeah. Or like something that just can never happen. Right. Like, I mean, the end of American Werewolf in London was not mm-hmm. exactly happy. No. Yeah. I wanted to see the gr- the nurse get eaten, but anyways. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't. She can continue her going after young men. Yeah, she can continue <laughs> seducing um, Patients vulnerable she young was, men in her care. She was the real predator in the movie. She really <laughs> was. Let me feed you. You need to keep up your strength. The fact that she said, <laughs> I love you to him. And I, I think I made the joke when we were watching the movie that it's only been two days. It's I don't so think true. it had it's been so two. I think it had been one had, day. No, right? it had been several weeks. Oh, what? had it? What? what? He what? was in the hospital for several weeks. No, he was in the hospital for a day and then no. he immediately moved in with her no he was in a coma in the hospital for weeks and then he stayed in the hospital for weeks so she fell in love with but him while i'm he was pretty in a coma. sure but she didn't like she took care of him in the hospital for been, what i'm pretty sure was a span of several days yeah but he didn't move he only moved in with her for like a day yeah true but, and that's whenever she got to know him and sexed him up <laughs> So anyway, so what I'm getting at is that, like usual, the root of all things terrible is Christianity. So, <laughs> so Christians came along and they see these pagan like rituals or whatever, or at least traditions or even mythologies or legends or whatever, and they just say, no, that's all bad. Like, that's not what we do, so now that is bad. And because they had this period where they conquered most of the world with colonialism or whatever like they were all over the place and mm-hmm. they usurped a lot of local beliefs to mm-hmm. try to get people to get on board with their own beliefs that was one of the things that happened like oh yeah that's real i guess um but it's bad and we're going to punish it and so that got like i was saying swept up in some of the witch trial fervor that yeah. happened which is 
something that you don't hear a lot about. Like we're we're all very familiar with like the witch trials, but mm-hmm. some of those quote unquote witch trials were werewolf trials. Yeah. I mean, people just seemed to like public execution back then, it seemed like. Yeah, they really did. They did. That's really fucked up. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that you'd bring your family to like, go mm-hmm. watch the that. The entertainment. I was going to bring up maybe one of the most famous cases. So, one of the most famous werewolf trials was a guy named Peter Strump, or or Strumpf. I thought like, it was Stump. Uh, it depends, Strump. It depends on what text you're reading. Oh, you're right. I don't think there's an R in there. Stump or Stump. Yeah. That's not even his only name. There, It's also like Peter Uligog. Uh, he, he has several names okay. in, in the lore. Okay. But there's there are several Germanic pamphlets that detailed his trial and execution. Mm-hmm. And all those don't exist anymore. But we do have two English translations of that that still do mm-hmm. exist. So you can take take it with a grain of salt of what it actually meant because it's a translation. Okay. But there was a a man um who was a wealthy farm owner. Okay. In a hamlet or, or, or a farm small town. I don't know. Potatoes. <laughs> I'm asking the real questions. Where, where they where they grow in Germany wieners. They grow <laughs> they wieners. Grow wieners. There's a wiener farm. Because so those come a from the ground. Right? Wiener farmer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but he was he was very <laughs> sounds like a male brothel. <laughs> a wiener farmer. <laughs> from what I read, there's not a whole lot of background on it. So he was essentially accused of being a werewolf, and it was enough of an accusation for him to be put on the rack and tortured. So they stretched him and tortured him to the point that he eventually said, and this is what's weird to me is like, so he confessed Mm -hmm. probably just to end the torture. I mean, if you're going to, if you're being tortured, then you're going to say anything. Especially like that type being stretched. I can't imagine. That's like one of the most evil looking torture machines. Well, Ben, you haven't uh, gone to the Renaissance Festival yet Mm -hmm. with us, but... (laughs) Our Muskogee Renaissance Festival has a whole feature on medieval torture devices. That's awesome. Which is really interesting. You can try them out on your friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Just yeah. a quarter. It's not a Renaissance Festival. It's actually a BDSM festival. Oh, yeah. It's like that yeah. told, It's like that uh, phone booth in Futurama where they go to kill themselves. <laughs> suicide <laughs> yeah. booth. Yeah. Sydney's seven inches taller now because I put her on the rack. <laughs> That's why anyway. you shouldn't be a wiener farmer, Sydney. <laughs> Anyway, they put him on the rack, and he ended up confessing that he had been practicing black magic since he was 12 years old. He said that the devil came to him and gave him a magic belt that would turn him into a wolf whenever he put it on. So that's kind of like Batman, but wolf instead of a bat. No, it's not like that at all. (laughs) You know, Batman's magical belt. utility belt. It's pretty magical, if you ask me. Sorry, I'm not trying to derail this. Episode's going nowhere. <laughs> it is going somewhere. So he puts on the belt, turns him into a wolf. Yeah, he has he has a magic belt that turns him into a wolf. He had a insatiable bloodlust, which he initially started off eating pigs and goats and sheep. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he said he ate 14 children, including one of his own. Oh, yeah. He also ate uh, two pregnant women, and he said that he ripped their fetuses 
out of their bellies and ate the still beating hearts out of the fetus and they were delicate morsels. Mm. His words. This confession was definitely just a fuck you to his torturers. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like if it you're sounds like it. getting tortured, obviously you're going to say whatever. I'm pretty sure he did not have a magical belt that turned him into a wolf. <laughs> so he was just saying whatever. And with stuff like this, like there's a good chance like somebody just wanted to take over his land or somebody just uh-huh. it's like he's a whatever. werewolf. However, he also might have just been like a ter- he might have been a cannibal or like a horrible person. Yeah. And maybe that's how they pinned it on him. Could have just been like a serial killer. Right, but I don't want to speculate on that because there's definitely not enough evidence. No. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, you know, sully the good name of Peter Stumpf. <laughs> it's already but. sullied. It's already been sullied. Anyway, but he was eventually... Oh, he was also supposed to be... He was fucking his daughter, too. Oh, so well, <clears throat> There's that. Uh, he was convicted. He was going to be... He got tried. They executed him with... Oh my god! Like what you're saying, like the fact that people used to just show up to executions mm-hmm. for entertainment, yeah, which is so insane to me. Yeah, and it's pretty but, recent still. Like, and it goes back through history. Like the whole gladiators thing. Like people just show up just to watch somebody die. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why people still watch NASCAR. God, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, anyway. when was the last? Okay, this is a little off topic. When was the last? public execution in the United States because they used to do hangings public hangings mm-hmm. and stuff. I feel like the last public hanging in the United States was in the 70s oh no actually it says uh, Rainy Bethia was the last person to be publicly executed um, in 1936 oh I was way off mm-hmm. <laughs> way off guess what state guess the Texas. state Texas no actually it wasn't Texas Mississippi no it was Mississippi New York Missouri no, it was Kentucky Oh, all right. Yeah, one of those dipshit states. I thought you were going to throw us a curveball and say it was some northern state. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was Massachusetts. Yeah, it was Oregon. (laughs) So he had sex with his daughter. (laughs) Well, (laughs) supposedly. Well, they also executed his daughter because of that. Oh, that's... Because she might give birth to a werewolf baby? No, just because that was weird and don't do that i guess is why they execute her like this isn't your fault and we're gonna kill oh no you. it's, we're uh, just it's probably kill you. clearly not her fault yeah. <laughs> but they're against incest so mm-hmm. both of them have to die and also on the public execution thing i think culturally if you were grown like you'd grown up in that i don't know if it would be as weird still completely terrible well no of course that's not going to be as weird if you yeah. grow up in it but that's yeah. a weird that'd be a weird life it's weird i guess you're right like it's weird like us now, we mm-hmm. can look back at that and say that that's horrible crazy, and awful yeah. and crazy. Yeah, but yeah, people at that time, <laughs> that was just it's like, life. It's that average was, Tuesday. That was entertainment. That mm-hmm. was like going to see a ball game. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so he ended up, uh, and he, he didn't have like a swift execution, which I, by our constitution, well. Our constitution. It wasn't his constitution because <laughs> right. he was in Germany. But it wasn't lethal injection or electrocution. <laughs> we yeah, we have a yeah the right to a swift execution. Yeah, over there they put him on the wheel. If you're familiar with that, what does that one do? Uh, they just they stretch stretched him out on a big wheel and just flayed him with uh, hot pinchers. No, uh, cut off the flesh from 
his arms and legs and then broke his arms and legs. <sighs> bec- they broke his arms and legs so he could, quote unquote, not come back from the grave. What? And then they beheaded him. All the while, they were flaying his daughter. Ugh, that's um, horrible. It's Yeah, it's Man. horrible. And then they set them on fire, which... What's the point of breaking the arms and legs if they're going to burn the body <laughs> anyway? Point. I don't think they were using much logic in that. Also, who's the sadistic bastard whose job it is to fillet human beings? Oh, no. That's something I've always thought about is the people that do that, Yeah, they have to enjoy it. Oh, they oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because there's not a sane human being that could... No matter how horrible somebody is that you're doing it to, mm-hmm. that destroys a human soul to torture somebody. I wonder how I often like. those guys were the ones accusing people because they wanted to murder them. Maybe. I feel like it was just like a great job for a sociopath. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's what it was. And it was such a high-profile case and very publicized that royalty actually came down and watched the execution, which was a big deal for the time for something that was oh, yeah. as minor as a quote unquote werewolf trial. Mm. Yeah, that is really fascinating. And so I wish that belt was like in display somewhere, like in a museum. The magic the magic belt that could turn well, into a werewolf that was belt another, from Satan. That was <laughs> another thing that was mentioned in the court proceedings or the pamphlet or whatever is after he died, they searched all of his belongings and you guys, guess what? The belt they wasn't there. They didn't find a belt that what? turned you into a wolf. They just found regular old belts? They just found Crazy. regular belts. <laughs> I was really hoping the story would end with you saying that they found it and all of the torture and everything was justified. Right. <laughs> yeah, like it was all, it had to be It'd done. be like, oh, okay, then, for the greater good. then I see why they had to do that to him. Yeah. What makes me, like, I don't, I don't want to speculate on somebody who was clearly coerced into a confession. And something that happened 500 years ago. Yeah, but <laughs> what's insane is, like, the specifics of the crimes that he did, like, saying, I ate 14 children. Yeah. And also two pregnant children, and he called the hearts of the fetuses inside the pregnant woman as delicate morsels. That, that's something that I would imagine like somebody's being held like being interrogated and they're just trying to say a screw you to the cops you know well what do you want to hear me say you want to hear me say this 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 well and that's yes. what I was saying is like I think it was just a fuck you to his torture uh, yeah I, I, you guys are probably right uh, so I don't want to say uh, this mm-hmm. guy might also have been awful but I do wonder why that guy was targeted mm-hmm and I don't want to say it's because he was guilty of anything, but uh, he said he was wealthy, so there was he was wealthy, so there might have been a very good reason for that. Like mm-hmm. maybe people were going after his land or mm-hmm. his, especially the fact that they accused him of diddling his daughter. Yeah, or, yeah. God, can we cut that out? <laughs> you, you said it. I don't know if I can. Yeah, we'll cut that out. <laughs> Yeah, the the fact that he you know, like had relations with his daughter like that yeah. might be just to cut out whoever else whoever else was in line to inherit that. Yeah. So maybe somebody just had an eye on that, but and that goes right hand in hand with like the witch trial thing that we we've, we've talked mm-hmm. about before is that people just seem to accuse people for gain. Mm-hmm. And there was such hysteria around it that mm-hmm. it was a, a smart move <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to accuse them being of being a witch. Yeah. And uh, for anybody who wants to go back and watch the witch episode, that was episode... Well, they can't watch it because it's oh, an sorry. audio. Sorry, <laughs> if you want to go back and listen <laughs> to that episode, that was episode... 
11, I think. Does that oh, sound right. right? I think that was before. Are we just taking well, guesses? Well, I'm looking at? through my episodes, and that's one that I didn't edit, I don't think. I think it because was Because it's seven. not on here. Okay, well, I did find some things about um, recent-ish sightings of werewolves. Which is, was episode eight. Oh, it was eight? Okay. I was off. So, episode eight, if you want to go back and listen to that. But, uh, so there was a few in the United States. And this, my source for this is hellhorror.com. <laughs> so oh, take, hell yeah. Take I jack off will. to that site all the time. <laughs> hellhorror? Hellhorror.com. Oh, Not hell horror. horror. No, hellhorror. <laughs> oh, never mind. Different <laughs> 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 okay, so of these ten, uh, these ten stories, <laughs> which state do you think they take most, like take place most? I'm of? still going to guess Texas and Mississippi. Okay, Sydney. Wait, what was the question? Which state do most of these werewolf sightings take place in, according um, to this website? Werewolf. Sightings. Actually, I take that back. I feel like New England might be a better guess for werewolf sightings. Werewolves. I think logically that that flies, but. That's not any, that's not right. Okay, I'll guess something else. Then. <laughs> Midwest? Or are you going Midwest? I'll go with. I'll just say Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Go. Oklahoma. No, it is Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. They just want all that great cheese. Yeah, they got all that good cheese up there. The werewolves want. Um, Which is weird because werewolves are lactose intolerant. Mm, poor thing. Everybody knows that too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, Wisconsin werewolf sightings. So Mark Schlackelman. <laughs> this is a real man. Mark Schlackelman. He was driving east on Highway 18 near Jefferson in southeastern Wisconsin on an evening in 1936 when he saw a figure digging in an Indian mound. How does he know what an Indian mound looks like? Like, do you just see a mound like, oh, that's an Indian mound. Well, they might have had markings around it. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. But he saw a hair-covered creature that is over six feet tall with both ape-like and dog-like features with pointed ears standing erect. Its hands have... Sh- <laughs> I'm like five years old. I can't help it. Are you laughing at the word <laughs> erect? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Its hands... Its hands have shriveled. Its hands have shriveled. Its hands have shriveled thumb and forefinger on each, and also three fully formed fingers. Shackleman went back, went back to the sighting the next evening, hoping to see the creature again, and he did. The creature is making neo-human sounds with a three-syllable growling noise. Years later, his son uh, was a newspaper editor who wrote about this. Okay, so the werewolf was digging. Yeah, in Indian mounds. Was it digging with a shovel? No, it sounded like it just said digging. I assume it was with its claws. I guess, but it called them humanoid, pretty much. Yeah, so. and I've, okay, so I've read several of these, and most of them are saying, like, when I think of a werewolf, I think of something when it stands up, it's like nine, ten feet tall. And they're saying, like, it's five to six feet tall a lot, in a lot of these stories. Yeah. Well, which right. seems pretty dang short to me. Why would it be huge? I, if it's a person that turns into a wolf, wouldn't it just be. <laughs> A wolf? wolf size, or I at guess. least their own size relative to a wolf. So, well, whenever I see like transformations and like I guess movies and TV shows, it seems like they always get bigger. Okay, so he said that he saw a, a wolf. wolf digging in in an Indian mound. Right, and 
Is there any speculation about why or... He just or, swears he saw it. A lot of these are bullshit, in my opinion. Well, I mean, they're, of course. They're just guys who say... Like, one of these I read was about some kids who saw a werewolf and it was chasing their car and they were surprised at how fast it went. And this is the one that they said it was like 5'7", which is like, that's crazy. And uh, they said they shot it, and but when they went back to look, there was no blood. That mm. doesn't make sense to me either. That's not werewolf lore. Werewolves bleed. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things is like, what is the lore with a werewolf? <laughs> uh, one of the main things. And it it kind of spans a lot of lore for monsters is that yeah. silver seems to be the thing that hurts. Oh, that's true. Silver, wooden, was it wooden stakes? S- or that's vampires. It's vampires. only vampires? Okay. No, silver hurts werewolves and ghosts and almost... No, it's iron for ghosts. Well, depending on which lore you're talking Isn't about. Isn't it a special type of iron? That you're right. Like something uh, iron iron is one, one of the things. And I think both of them is because they're like, quote unquote, pure metals, right? Yeah, yeah. and like salt is pure. Right. So both of them are, are used for different uh, sorts of lore. Werewolves, mm-hmm. definitely. Silver... Okay, I admit that some of the knowledge I'm pulling on this is coming from Elder Scrolls <laughs> because one of the only weapons that'll hurt like ghosts or whatever is a silver weapon. Well, that's true in Supernatural too and a lot of other shows. Beheading also works on almost yeah. every thing in almost every lore from yeah. what I've seen. Like Yeah, like, why uh, wouldn't it? Like right? yeah. Creatures. I think the only way to kill a vampire in Supernatural is to cut its head off. Um but also Buffy kills vampires that mm-hmm. way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Buffy has... Which is why I wonder why she bothers with trying to aim for the heart with a wooden stake. Like, just bring a mm-hmm. sword and chop their heads off every time. Yeah, and also she's, like, super strong. She could probably wrench their heads off. Yeah, probably. Man, that's rough. <laughs> or like Sam, where just the barbed wire just... <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a... Because you, you know, Cindy, you know Buffy better than I do. I know that they have some werewolf lore in there. Oz, Seth Green is a vampire in that. Werewolf. A vampire. Yeah, werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how does vampires work in Buffy? You mean werewolves? I keep saying <laughs> vampires. I'm so stuck on that. I'm actually not sure. Um, they haven't... I'm in, I'm in season seven of my Buffy binge, and they don't deal a whole lot with werewolves. I feel like Oz was like one of the only werewolves on the show. It's mainly vampires and like ancient demons. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ones where, you know, it is somebody living with vampirism and they or, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> like anthropy. Yeah, like anthropy. Gosh damn. All right. I am never going to try say <laughs> like anthropy again because I keep saying vampires. Anyway. Okay. Somebody else okay. talk. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. This is probably the most important question. Okay. Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Oh, my God. It's moving on. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I was uh, Team Anna Kendrick. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so I, I got to tell the story now. So I used to work with this guy, and uh, he went through a really bad breakup, and he was telling me about it. And this is back when I lived in Oklahoma, but he would say, he told me that his girlfriend broke up with him because in her words, you're like my Jacob and I'm looking for my Edward. <laughs> That's what she oh. said. I was like, you're good. You're, you're fine. Yeah. He, <laughs> he dodged a bullet. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. 
Well, it's no gun. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think he's married now. Yeah. So he, he figured it out. <laughs> Good for him. Hopefully. But what I think is really interesting, and Ben kind of mentioned it whenever I brought it up earlier, is that the idea of werewolves, or at least men and women that could turn into werewolves, mm-hmm. has been a cross cultural mm-hmm. mythology from cultures that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. And um, and then what I was saying earlier also is that I think part of that is just because like mm-hmm. wolves are like they're an alpha predator. They're they move in the night. It, like Sydney was saying, they're mystical. They have something otherworldly about them. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of lends itself to like that mm-hmm. sort of magical mythology. But that's also that's always been really fascinating to me that mm-hmm. it's an idea that spans continents it's mm-hmm. yeah it's so pervasive uh like you said in almost every culture like with almost every culture has an alien mythology yeah uh, or like uh hieroglyphics mm-hmm. uh depict aliens in like yep. egypt and <sighs> crap i'm probably talking out of my ass but i feel like that's right <laughs> yeah. and well, also in like me. aztec and mayan mm-hmm. remember the vampires episode we talked about how the idea of a vampire kind of evolved through the ages yeah, like it really did. Different ones. Would you say that's true of werewolves? Yes, it absolutely. Uh, it doesn't have the same thing that uh, vampires do, and maybe that's why I keep conflating vampires and mm-hmm. werewolves because they seem to like always be opposite each other in popular mm-hmm. culture, especially recently. Yep. But I did a paper on vampires back in college that kind of outlined the mm-hmm. evolution of vampires in popular culture from. Mm-hmm inception to today yeah and it's really interesting i think werewolves do have a very similar arc not necessarily the same thing would you agree that werewolves are not as popular as vampires yeah i would agree yeah. with that yeah. i mean almost in every tv show or movie where there's vampires involved there's mm-hmm. also some subs or sub or side story mm-hmm. involving werewolves yeah and but it's they're not the main focus, like with vampires. And also, I think that vam- vampires have so much depth; they're intelligent. They, that, yeah, you know, you have to invite them into a room. They control the environment a lot of the time. Well, yeah. Werewolves are so like static. You're they, so okay. They're you're- also extreme. Yeah, they're unpredictable. Like I feel like most werewolf, like anyone who's turning into a werewolf or like they have lycanthropy, they're like tortured by their illness or whatever and so Mm -hmm. they go throughout the day like worried if they're gonna hurt someone um and not remember it and like Mm -hmm. they're just they're struggling with this in their day-to-day lives but they don't remember and they can't control what happens yeah but vampires have this like sex appeal where they're Mm -hmm. like evil but they know exactly what they're doing they're Mm -hmm. uh they're very calculated in what they do. They're mm-hmm. seductive. It's uh, there's always a romance involved, and yeah. So I, that's definitely the difference. You hit the nail on the head with that because vampires have always been well, not always. They have this evolution, and I, I at a certain point, vampires became sexy. Mm-hmm. They became, but they also became the other sexy, like. And as far as, like, they were a foreigner, they're going to seduce your women, and they're going to steal women from you. And, like, that was the, like, big scary thing. And then the 80s, like, then they're, like, a metaphor for, like, the gay, like, AIDS scare. Like, they're going to seduce people and give them a blood-carrying disease. I feel like that's definitely what probably the Lost Boys may have been getting at, or that's a way Mm -hmm. to interpret it, at least. 
Um, because yeah, it was like the youth culture of the time and, and punks and getting involved in rock and roll and all that stuff. And so I could feel like it could have been like an AIDS metaphor, but also, I mean, the idea of vampires being seductive and, and sexy and attractive was way before twilight. I mean, it goes, um, Dracula, I think is the, the, Dracula. Yeah. He was suave. Um, he was a suave foreigner and, uh, it was all about seduction. Um, and whenever we're comparing and contrasting this to werewolves, werewolves don't, like Ben was saying, they don't have the same sort of depth to them. Mm-hmm. Because it's a, while being a vampire is a curse, mm-hmm. there's so much to it. There's so much depth to it. They're mm-hmm. their own. It's almost like an identity. With being a werewolf, it is a curse. It's only a once a month, so they have, once a month they have to deal with it, and they're not in control of themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's something where they are completely aware or a vampire knows exactly what they're doing. A werewolf is completely out of their mind. They don't they wake up, you know, bloody in bed naked the next day and they don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's most like you said they're pretty static, Ben. Like there's mm-hmm. that's how it is basically in every werewolf lore like movie, book, mm-hmm. TV show, whatever. But vampires uh, I feel like are a lot more um, versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, you can do so much with that, like, you know, like Fright Night, like I've been trying to get you to watch that. Oh, I want to watch it so bad. Um, it's, uh, uh, and I'm talking about the original 80s Fright Night. Actually, I think my mom recorded that one night and was like, for some reason was like, hey, watch this movie with me. I think you'd really like it. And she was right. I, like, fell in love with it. But it's like the villain from... Uh, Princess Bride. Oh, oh yeah, oh, Wallace Shawn. It's, like, it's the king. Oh, the oh, uh, Humperdinck. Um. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I guy. That guy about. plays the vampire. Oh, right. In Fright right. Night, and he's yeah, he's this suave, attractive older man, and he's seducing the people. Like he's seducing the women, or like the main woman, I think, that's like trying to get away with from him. But mm-hmm. he ends up kind of putting her under a spell of sorts. Mm-hmm. So he's very calculated about that, and he knows what he's doing, and he's not ashamed of the way that he is and the fact that he kills and feeds on people and he like a classic sleeps in a coffin mm-hmm. can't go out in the daylight or he'll be set on fire or like you've got the classic like in the preacher comics like yeah. where he is like your very classic vampire um and then you've got your twilight vampires well that just went off the rails <laughs> but and then you've got buffy where it's like they deal with the whole idea of they don't have souls when they become vampires they die and they come back as this evil thing that just feeds and is still intelligent but has without empathy mm. but they can still weirdly develop obsessions and hold off on hurting people and just like and then they could be cursed with their soul and then they have to like live with the things that they've done over the past centuries and so you can do so many things with vampires, but then werewolves, it comes back to that just, it's a curse, and it's a full moon, and they just go insane and totally lose their identity. That's why there's so many more vampire stories, I guess, is what we're getting as. It would stand to reason. There's more mm-hmm. that you can do with it. There is, and that's why I was having this sort of argument with Graham, is that in movies, it's easier to depict a werewolf as a good guy, because... You you can have like a hero arc for a uh, werewolf in in a movie like mm-hmm. uh, Twilight or Underworld. Although I think Underworld the werewolves weren't good guys. But I have a question: Did 
was it was it Twilight that first roped werewolves and vampires together? No, what Underworld was, was before. Underworld, Underworld was. was definitely before. What was and it? I, there has to be something before Underworld yeah. too. Well, I okay. mean, I keep going back to Buffy, but that was a mainly focused on vampires show that had werewolves in it. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about where they were like pitted against one another? Right. What, you right. mean when a uh, movie with a love triangle? Not, <laughs> that's, no, not like that. Like the because right now I feel like. In pop culture, there's a very big dynamic between a werewolf and a vampire, which I think that's pretty recent. And I think a lot of that is due to Twilight. Probably. Yeah. Uh, like the struggle between the two. They hate each other. Yeah. That, that like that True Blood we were talking about. Yeah. That. True Blood, yes. Yeah. yeah. And that came after Twilight. That was in the big of vampire obsession oh, it yeah. was by 0908 I, I feel like the books were probably before cuz that was based off books that might have been bef- that might have predated oh were they based I, I didn't know they were based on yeah. i didn't know that was based on books suki stackhouse uh, i never it read it just sounds like a porn star <laughs> <laughs> it does i just i did watch uh true blood only to appease my girlfriend at the time and the only thing i took away from it was that civil war vampire saying Suki's name uh-huh. like he was just always like Suki <laughs> that's Sounds the like only Saki. that's the only thing i remember mm. from that is and it was so shitty and there was so much blood and so many wieners and boobs <laughs> ah suki suki i'm coming in the cherokee gasoline and also in the, <laughs> in, the in the movie we just watched <laughs> No. In the movie we just watched, <laughs> did you get the feeling they were trying to cover up like nudity and they were doing a very bad job of it? Well, okay, I was watch like the first half of the movie. I was like, oh, they're being they're cleverly yeah. very then, barely covering, and then there was like full, full frontal, yep, full boob, or yep. full boob. Yeah, like I f- yeah, I felt like the first half of the movie, I I figured we weren't gonna see anything, yeah. and then he wakes up with the wolves and he's at first covering himself, and then it's just like whoa, penis. <laughs> yep. And then there, and then that porn movie. Oh, I missed the penis. Oh, <laughs> oh poor Torrance. Do we need to rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to see penis. Um, but yeah, and then uh, I was reading up on facts on American Werewolf in London. There's a porn scene, or where they go into like a movie theater and they're showing porn. Yeah, and they filmed that porno within the movie. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that, which was that blew my mind whenever you said that. That they, that was a. <laughs> They directed a porno for the movie. Yeah, like, yeah that's They so couldn't weird. just license one or something. I think the director just really wanted to do that. Probably. Like, come here, girl. We're going to make you famous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if you ever get the chance, well, first of all, watch that movie because I was pleasantly surprised by it. I was too. Um, but also look up some facts behind the making of the movie because they're pretty interesting. What year was that movie? 81. Okay. Golden era. And I know we were arguing, it's not a horror comedy. Right, right. I think it was definitely a horror comedy or maybe just a progenitor to the genre. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was, I think, definitely it, like, spanned a couple genres at the very least. Yeah. Even though I don't know if I would totally land on horror comedy, it had comedic elements for sure. Yeah. That's what made it interesting. That's why I liked it. Yeah. Were those, like, humorous moments in it. And, like, it made it, it elevated it more than just a horror Mm-hmm. movie and also the fact that it was set in england and yeah. they, they had a lot of interesting set pieces there's a lot of interesting pieces about it that 
Yeah. Really, I thought made that a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel quite so much about it. I thought oh, really? it was I thought it was a good movie, but I mean at the same time, like it was there's a lot of cheesiness to it and I love that cheesiness though. I think that's it's like I was saying that that decade in film is some of my favorite film. Like I recognize that there's cheesy writing. Yeah. And I recognize like that it's not necessarily the best decade in film or I mean yeah. that's totally subjective, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely my favorite, and I mean, like in almost any '80s movie that I watch, immediately becomes one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. There's and just something about the feel of the era. I mean, for to me. give it credit, the makeup artists had their work cut out for them. That was the gore in that was freaking spot on. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Well, yeah, and what we were talking about before that transformation scene was yeah amazingly mm-hmm. well done, like surprisingly. Yeah, it didn't feel that hokey. You would expect something being hokey for early 80s like i found it pretty disturbing yeah it was yeah. disturbing yeah that's why it was listed. and also what yeah. was the deal with those dreams oh like the shooting up the family and all that stuff oh just don't think about it <laughs> i guess <laughs> i guess so <laughs> it's really not that great a movie yeah. <laughs> i mean if you really want to dig into it <laughs> well just basic guys, question i feel like at is there? I <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Is there a um, a piece of pop culture, whether it's a video game or a movie or a TV show or something that features lycanthropy, that you feel sticks out to you as like a fantastic version of that? I have my answer. I think my answer is probably the same as yours. What's yours? Wolf Among Us. I was going to say Wolf Among Us, which kind of seems like a cop-out because he's not necessarily a werewolf. He's uh, he's a wolf, the big bad wolf, that has a charm on him mm-hmm. to make him human, but he can True. revert back. But it is like the parallels are very similar. Yeah. Which we never talked about Little Red Riding Hood example. <laughs> what? A, a wolf, the big bad wolf, uh, like giving human attributes to a wolf. How old was that story? Oh, that's like a Grimm's fairy yeah. tale. A fairy tale. <laughs> fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. That is, okay, let's take that one off the table, because I don't think that's a true werewolf. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's not. Yeah. But it is great. That was what I was thinking, though, honestly, because it is fantastic. If you've never played Wolf Among Us, you totally should. Season 2 coming out 2018. <laughs> and we're an advertisement for Wolf Among Us. Telltale. <laughs> Give us money, Telltale. <laughs> I I really enjoyed the one we just watched. I really hadn't seen a werewolf movie that I can think of that I've ever really looked at and been like, wow, that's that's a great movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we were talking about Cursed and Wolf with Jack Nicholson (laughs) and James Spader. Mm -hmm. Terrible examples. And then, you know, what, Twilight? Yeah. I, I mean, I really can't think of anything else. Also, you would think if a man was becoming a wolf... That they would just have wolf instincts. Why would they be so bloodlusty and want to kill all humans? You're right. Don't, I don't mean, think about it. No, that's <laughs> I do. that's the thing. Like they're not well thought out. Like yeah, cryptids. They they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Let's, like let's just stop talking about wolves and totally move on to a different. <laughs> no, no. I what I want to get into. Like 
yeah, they suck. I think we're starting to realize that these suck. <laughs> They're not really fun in pop culture. Uh, well, they kind of are. Like, yeah, they it's have their moments. It's interesting. I think what, whatever I was talking about this with my friend Graham, they're interesting if you realize that there isn't any depth to them. It's a horrible curse. Like yeah. That, that yeah. is an interesting aspect of yeah. them. It's just never... I, I think this movie was somewhat of a good representation mm-hmm. of that, but it's hard. Like there, I don't think there's been a real good representation of somebody that's cursed with lycanthropy and made an interesting story out of it. And I feel like it could be. Like somebody who, you know, once a month loses themselves and Mm -hmm. uh, has to deal with that. Yeah. I know that that's been explored in a lot of TV shows and Mm -hmm. whatever, but I've never seen a good one. It always sucks. Like in TV shows, like they always end up, they have to be put down or whatever at the end or the story is too complicated for the writers so they just go off and they come back maybe every now and then uh-huh. it's just it's hard to have a new way to spin something that's so classic you know it's something that's so like well first off they're very static creatures like we just talked about but it's hard to spin them in a new light like they have really done with vampires like there's a whole diff- different whole bunch of different ways you can go with vampires whereas werewolves you know it's it's kind of hard to do that i mean even twilight twilight tried to do that yeah they just gave them sentience that's basically the only difference yeah they they kind of can kind of control it right yeah, that's yeah. the thing and somehow whenever they trans back transform back into a human their wiener isn't just flopping out they and still, still have wearing shorts, shorts. <laughs> shorts on yeah <laughs> do you guys think that you do either of you guys think that you would have an interesting take on a werewolf that would make it more interesting than what we've seen so far um uh no, <laughs> I don't think it. it'd well, be hard to. I have to really think about that. I mean, they've been used for to parallel like coming of age. Um, that's true. And, that's a very good point. And the like, you know, the feeling of being an outsider going through puberty and going through changes as a teenager. Or if you look at Wolf, it was like a midlife crisis thing, which is weird. But, mm-hmm. you so. know, I think that the idea is good that the parallel is there and it's definitely it could be interesting if it was done right did you ever watch it you watched 30 rock right yes the werewolf bar mitzvah oh my god <laughs> that might have been one of the hardest i've ever laughed at that so good. as uh tracy, tracy morgan, morgan. <laughs> werewolf bar mitzvah spooky scary <laughs> boys becoming men men becoming, becoming wolves, wolves. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> that cracks me. Like it's such a short throwaway joke. Yeah. They put so much into it that I missed that one. It's okay. It's, it's so funny. It's, it's so stupid. It's so funny. Before I, is there something else that before I got off on that tangent, or we're getting into something else? Oh well, I I was just talking about like if you guys have a more interesting take on what werewolf would be. Would you? No, okay. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say if you the the Big B Wolf of uh, Wolf Among Us was such a great character, it would take almost nothing to tweak that to be sort of a werewolf character, mm-hmm. where his being a werewolf is something you can control, which mm-hmm. is also sort of something you can do in Twilight. But in that, you actually have an interesting character, and it's not yeah. fucking Taylor Lautner that. <laughs> You could have you, <laughs> you could have that sort of thing where it's almost sort of like the Hulk. Like I have this option to turn into this creature, but I know that once I do that, 
I can't control myself yeah, nearly even, as easily. Or I didn't even think of the Hulk. That is totally a werewolf parallel. Like, except they just took a werewolf, made him way more, str- like way stronger, <laughs> right? You know, and could destroy cities. <laughs> right. You could have that story, like. Yeah. If the if the situation calls for it, I can change by know that I'm not going to be able mm-hmm. to fully control myself whenever mm-hmm. I do that. I can try, but as, so like it might be that struggle of like trying like when is the right time to do this? I know I have this power, uh, and mm-hmm. I I'm sure anyone listening to this is like I can think of like three werewolf stories where that's exactly what they do. <laughs> yeah, because I I mean it is so pervasive in pop culture that I'm sure that there are stories that sort of deal with that. Yeah. yeah. But not real popular. Like, I can't think of anything mm-hmm. right now that really mm-hmm. does that. Um, but, so, did you have, Torrance, a hypothetical for us today? You said you had one. Oh, yeah. It's really lame. <laughs> if you uh, could transform into an animal once a month, which animal would you pick? To transform into an animal? Sydney, you had yours, you said, so you go for it. I'd definitely be a cat. I thought, I mean, that'd be the <laughs> life. You just lounge around all day. No, I'm talking a big cat. Oh, big cat. Well, then I, you'd ooh. be in a zoo. No. <laughs> <laughs> which big cat? Yeah, what kind of big cat? I'm thinking the giant version of my cat, which is a black panther. Ooh. That'd be pretty awesome. Sexy. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> the feathered parallel of cats, which are birds. <laughs> Either an owl or a crow. I would say they don't parallel cats at all. I'd say that cats hate birds. No, they're both very predatory. They've both got really creepy. And one eats the other. They've got eyes that like stare into your soul. Yeah, they're incredibly intelligent and predatory. Did so I already you, say that you'd like to be a raven? Then that'd be the the black version of Freddy. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be super awesome. Just to also be able to fly, though. That would be sweet. But I don't know. Because I think you probably have to kind of take into account, like, if all of a sudden you turn into a panther in Silent Springs, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is yeah. the mascot of the high school. Oh, that's <laughs> oh true. yeah. That's true. Yeah, I feel like a bird would definitely be a lot more low-key. But you, I'd, miss, <laughs> I'd miss thumbs, you know? Oh. Thumbs? Yeah. Being having fun. I guess this is once a month we're talking right now. <laughs> Not, like, all the time. <laughs> If I could transform into any animal once a month, I think God. any like domesticated animal would be kind of awesome just to be taken care of and not have to do much. I feel like any other animal would just be a lot of work. Like you'd have to always be on the guard for predators or you'd have to worry about killing other animals to eat them. Yeah, but don't you kind of want to <laughs> like, <Don't you? laughs> just like bite mm. into a still living creature and oh, yeah. just eat them wouldn't that be kind of awesome <laughs> just try it sometime yeah, well if i didn't have to worry about poachers i feel like an elephant would be pretty awesome that would be pretty awesome yeah you'd have really awesome memory and uh nobody could mess with you you'd step on their skulls yeah in in far cry 4 you get penalized if you kill elephants i'm pretty sure as you should yeah as you should i think i'm gonna be a dinosaur Okay. So you just <laughs> go way back. Okay. Which but one? I'm going to be a Triceratops. Why? Why not a rhinoceros? Because if people wanted, could, could still like that's around. easily ride me. <laughs> and I feel like that'd be cool. And like, I could be like somebody's like 
best friend that shows up in a crisis and they could ride me and I could like sounds like land before time but trample over their enemies and uh, spear dinosaur isn't a good answer (laughs) (laughs) I don't know (laughs) Cindy's just like what no (laughs) no I I I'm saying that because I was going to go with like a bird answer. Oh, uh, like you know what would be awesome? A, a falcon would be awesome. Yeah, um, a falcon. Yeah, I, I just here's the thing. Like, what if do you get to like? Do you still have your same brain or whatever? Because let's, let's the, say for this hypothetical, yes. So, like, what if you could be a crow who has like a very dude? I would shit on so many people. <laughs> <laughs> Or just follow one person around you just really hate all day long, <laughs> constantly no. shitting on their head. Yes. Okay, you're getting right into what I was about to <laughs> say. <laughs> like, become a crow that has, like, a complex enough palate that they can form words, like they can mimic speech oh, or whatever. Oh, it really mess with somebody. Yes. Fuck with, like, you oh, follow God. somebody around and be like, your mother hates you. <laughs> your mother hates you. <laughs> or, like, go meet their mother and mimic their voice. Like, Ew. get it down. <laughs> Yeah, because you were saying, Torrance, that there was a crow on your yeah. on your grandpa's farm. Yeah, yeah, or something. What was the story there? Oh, it just it would mimic their laughter. Yeah. It, oh, that's yeah. creepy. That's creepy. Um, crows are incredibly intelligent. Yeah. I highly recommend reading up on crows because it is some of the most interesting stuff that I've ever read. Well, they're one of the few animals besides like ants and uh, I forgot what else that can communicate with each other without having to be right there. And they oh, they yep. can uh pass on they can pass on knowledge through generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is terrifying to That's me. That's insane. And mm-hmm. what Ben was saying, what we kind of glossed over, they have that weird what do you call it, mimetic knowledge where mm-hmm. like where they really like memes. <laughs> they really like memes. That's well, that's what the root is from. There's a study that, like, some pigeons or something mm-hmm. in England, mm-hmm. they did some. They changed something to... I, anybody who knows what I'm talking about, I'm sure they can tell me I'm a dipshit. And tell Torrance he's a dipshit at podcasts. I'm saying... <laughs> I'm getting... I'm probably getting the specifics wrong, but the general idea is the same. Like, they changed, like, their garbage can system or something. Yeah. Where, like, before the pigeons could get into the garbage cans. Mm-hmm. But they changed it, and so th- these pigeons in, like, northern England figured it out. Mm-hmm. And then without having any communication or doing anything else with any of the other pigeons, other pigeons on the other side of England or even the globe all of a sudden figured out how to do it. Like wow. like you're saying, like, mimetic knowledge. Yeah. But like, it, like, seems to pass wirelessly or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's something that I think they're still studying. Mm-hmm. There's somebody screaming out their iPhone right now <laughs> yeah. saying, like, you stupid dumb shit. You don't understand this at all. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the point is they're super intelligent and kind of underrated. Right. So that's why I would want to be a bird so I could just fuck with people. I just want to, like, whisper horrible things behind their back and scare them. I'll just, like, show up at their door and say never more. <laughs> <laughs> so. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Pseudophiles. <laughs> Please, as always, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, we still have T-shirts. Yeah. You can find that on our website, pseudophiles.com. I'm wearing mine. Horns is wearing her. <laughs> is that hers? <laughs> wearing his. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was... I don't know why I said that. But So, Torrance is wearing his. They look great. No, Bosley did a fantastic job. 
um, getting those together. Yeah, so check them out, pseudofiles.com. Also, uh, if, if you feel like you need to, definitely follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, that's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> with hot uh, pinchers uh, <laughs> <and> like <laughs> the the <clears throat> its hands its hands have shriveled its hands have shriveled its hands have shriveled oh no i love that cheesiness at, 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 is there <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I. That's all, folks. Your mother hates you. <laughs>